Well, my friends, today we celebrate this, this patronal feast of the patron of our parish community and of this particular church, St. Francis of Assisi, who definitely, what we read in that first reading from the book of Genesis, um, that as God called Abram to go forth from his lands and his kinfolk to trust him, to follow him in trust, uh, and I will make of you a great nation, I will bless you, and I will make your name great. So in a similar way, not as big with you know, being the father of all of Judaism, but um, in a similar way with Francis, who himself was called to follow Christ more closely. But how much has this, this little Italian guy's uh, name, how much has it been named, made great? Right Today, you, you can't think of the name Francis. Like, Francis wasn't really a super popular, definitely wasn't a saint's name before it was taken by our St. Francis, right? St. Francis of Assisi. Uh, the name just means the little Frenchman, right? The little French kid. Now, he's probably, it was a, um, from a time when his father was traveling in France, uh, and so it was a bit of an homage there to you know, his, his love for the nation, but it's just the little French kid, right? Uh, even though he was Italian. Um, but, you know, now this name Francis, which uh, is throughout the whole world, and even, even today, to be the name of the successor of Peter, the vicar of Christ for Pope Francis, to take the name Francis as his papal name, the first in the history of the church to do that. Um, how much has God blessed the, the name of our patron, St. Francis, who simply took the gospel seriously. Like, what made St. Francis St. Francis is that he took the gospel seriously. It's not just a historical textbook. It's not just some nice words. It's not just the thing we have to get through that's meant to tee off uh, a rousing homily, right? Like, no, no, no. The gospel is, it's the good news of Jesus Christ. It's the saving message of God. And Francis simply took it seriously. That this, this means me. The words that Jesus teaches, they actually mean me. And so I, I myself, have to read the gospel and see that this applies to my life. And that the teachings of Jesus aren't just for the people that were physically listening when he was preaching in Galilee and on the road to Jerusalem and then in Jerusalem, but rather they're, they're meant for me. And so I have to try to conform my life more and more to the teachings of Jesus Christ. Francis, who, who maybe it was said of him during his life, uh, I think it was, but, but Francis was the most like Jesus since Jesus, right? Like when, when he lived up until that time, he was the most like Jesus since our Lord walked the earth. He simply lived in imitation of Christ. And now, since that time, men and women have been living in imitation of how Francis imitated Christ. Uh, and so we have the beautiful family of the Franciscans who imitate Christ the way that Francis did, according to the, the model of St. Francis. Franciscans who, who live... Uh, that real intentional following of Christ. And I think that there are a few different points under which we can consider Francis's imitation of Christ. The first, obviously, the, the kind of the biggest one for him is poverty. That Francis lived radical poverty. That when our Lord says, 
uh, that, you know, he says to the rich young man, uh, go sell what you have, give to the poor and you'll have treasure in heaven and then come follow me. Francis said, literally, that, that means me. I have to get rid of what I have. And then it wasn't enough just to get rid of what he had. So he started selling his father's stuff too. Uh, and his father didn't like that. Took him to court, to the bishop. Uh, and it was in that moment when he was being sued by his father um, in front of the bishop in the plaza of Assisi. It's actually called the plaza of the bishop or the plaza of the stripping because Francis says, fine. Like, if I can't, I have to get rid of everything. You can have it all back. And he, he literally, there in front of the bishop and the whole town, took off all of his clothes and said, I'm, I'm going to go forth with nothing, right? I, I'm going to start a major religious order. And I'm, I'm going to start with nothing. He didn't even start out to start a major religious order. He lived poverty. He espoused himself. He took as his bride, lady poverty. He loved to be poor, with Christ poor, so that his heart could be unencumbered by worldly things. When we have stuff in the world, we have to take care of that stuff. We have to look after it. It takes a certain amount of our attention. And Francis, and for those that are called to imitate Christ like Francis, saw when we don't have those things, our hearts can be totally free. Not because the created world is evil. No, no, God created all things and he created them good. But these good things take a certain demand on our time and attention. And so Francis saw to have a heart more free to be with Christ, more free to be in love with the person of Jesus Christ, that he got rid of all these, all these things. And then he lived this poverty, this following the gospel, uh, but he lived it in community. That He just started doing it. And then soon his friends saw. And then others began to see. And they became a community. That when we are striving for holiness, if we're going to imitate Jesus the way that St. Francis did, we don't ever just try to do it alone. Holiness is not just about me being awesome and better than everyone else uh, all by myself. No, no, we do it together as a community, as a band of friends, community gathered around our Lord. And so Francis is a, St. Francis is a beautiful model of how we rebuild, how we, how we live this community, how we live following Jesus, but we do it always together. We do it in radical friendship with one another, vital unity, not being all alone, but being very much united in following Christ. So we can build each other up. And then St. Francis lived in the midst of this, living radical poverty and a lot of time dedicated to prayer and being abandoned by many worldly people, um, but having that community and that time with our Lord. St. Francis lived radical joy. That following Jesus makes us happy. Pope Francis is so big on this, right? Uh, is spreading this message. Like, we, we believe that Jesus is God and he loves me and he died for me. And we come to Mass and we worship. And then we look like we've just been to a funeral, right? We're just, uh, holiness means I need to frown a lot. I recently commented on someone, someone who is, you know, trying to live holiness, but they're always frowning, right? And they just look so angry. And I commented, and they're 
commented that, and the person to whom I commented said, well, maybe they're trying to look holy. Like, so, what, to look holy is to smile, right? To be full of life and full of joy. Looking holy doesn't mean that I'm frowning all the time, and I'm looking so miserable and upset. We want to smile. We need to, we need to try to, we love God. Holiness is joyful, it's contagious. And so we smile. We, we enjoy our life of poverty, of community, of prayer. And here's the last point. That ultimately, Francis' whole mission started when he was praying in a church. And the cross there, uh, which is the San Damiano cross, which ironically we don't have anywhere here in our church, but the San Damiano cross spoke to him and said, Francis, rebuild my church which is falling into ruins about you. And this church where Francis was praying was very beat up and broken down and falling into ruins. So he thought it was physical. Okay, I'm going to become a carpenter, right? Going to start building. No, it ended up that the call to rebuild the church is by Francis living this radical poverty, community, and joy. The church universal was built up. The church universal was, was revived out of, with love for God. And so we too are called to be these reformers who we live radical, joyful, communal holiness and the church of God will grow and be nourished and will be, will be fertilized through our living fidelity to Jesus. And so we should ask St. Francis to pray for us in a special way tonight. We should see it that he, as the patron of our parish community and of this particular church, should be a, a role model, almost a, a form of our mission statement. We're going to try to live holiness similar to how St. Francis did. And so let's ask him to pray for us in a special way uh, and to help us radically live the gospel, following Jesus like Francis did, so that we, living joy, living together as a community, and living in whatever way proper to our state in life, uh, poverty and detachment, that we too can be agents of the rebuilding up of the church of God here in our community, in our city, state, and then throughout the whole world.